This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, folks, come on down to our show tonight at the Funhouse Lounge in Southeast Portland. That's at 9 o'clock tonight. We have a few tickets available at the door, and we will see you there. If it is not currently May 18th, 2017, then we were hilarious and we missed you. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products, or a blog, ding, 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 to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move a reality. What if I have no business... motives whatsoever. What if I have no business being on the web? Can I still make a Squarespace website? (laughs) Yes, you can. They're not not judgmental? They're not judgmental. They will even provide you with beautifully designed templates. They'll even give you customer support. I mean, nobody should really be supporting you for for having no business on the internet, but but Squarespace will. Okay, then I'm going to start my free trial today by going to squarespace.com and entering the offer code SPILLED for 10% off my first order. And you can too. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and And you... And sing Celine Dion. And today we're talking about Titanic. (laughs) The Titanic deliciousness that is toffee. Yes, yes. I'm, yeah, well, we'll get to talking about that gigantic bar of toffee that you guys had, which was kind of the best thing I've ever seen, even though I forgot about it until you (laughs) mentioned it just a second ago. What, until you remembered that, what, what was the best thing you'd ever seen? Oh. Like maybe, maybe a, a, like a video of a goat, a fainting goat or something? So there's this, there's this Instagram um, account called Chill Wildlife. (laughs) And it posts all kinds of like really funny videos of animals, but not like, you know, this cute puppy will make your day kind of videos, like really funny. Like, like, but animals chilling? Um, a lot of them are animals chilling. Okay, I can I can get animals down with that. Animals looking like very calm in like a, like like geese who are surfing and stuff like that, but like Wait, just what? totally by accident. <laughs> geese that are surfing by accident? Yes. What? <laughs> we'll link to it. <laughs> I mean, I want to go surfing by accident. Do you want to see the video right now? Should we break and s- let's break? No, it. no. I want to see it later. I'm going to okay, write. I'm going to make a note. Fine. Geese I, I wanna, that are surfing by accident. Like like you said earlier, off mic. I want to savor the anticipation. Ge- geese that are surfing by accident. 
I'm writing geese down on this paper. Perfect. Great. Okay. So today we're talking about toffee. Yes. So what is toffee? Toffee is a type of candy that is made from heating sugar and butter. Sugar and butter, basically. I think so. It can also have like flour. It can have baking soda to make like that like bubbly, crackly toffee. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you're heating it to a certain texture, like a a hard, hard crack stage. Uh Um, So it gets this wonderful, crunchy texture. And it's it's often coated in chocolate, often has nuts sprinkled on it. But but basically, it is a a certain type of like, um, you know, candy made from cooking sugar to a high temperature. And I, well, we'll get there, but I'm sure we're going to start I'm throwing around sure that, some of those candy making terms. I'm right? pretty sure that all of our listeners could give a better explanation of it than of I just did. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe only sixty percent of our listeners, maybe. So, and often it has nuts in it. Like not, yes. not. It's not a requirement to be toffee, but uh, but the often toffee, there's like little bits of almond or something embedded in the candy. The toffee that I make has um, has oh, you chopped, make toffee? chopped walnuts in it, and also like finely chopped walnuts on top. Yeah. yeah. That stuff's good. You've eaten did it. You, yeah, did you bring some? No, I didn't. But I was actually really just thinking, like, I should make that again, even though it's not Christmas and it's usually a Christmas thing for me. Well, but if you don't put it in a tin, it's not a Christmas cookie. That's true. <laughs> we established that on the holiday cookies <laughs> that's, episode. That's an immutable law of the universe that was discovered by Stephen Hawking. Let's go down memory lane. Okay. I remember toffee as my dad's favorite candy. I remember toffee as, uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say my mom's favorite candy, but I remember when C's candy either Mm -hmm. came on the scene or sort of became a big deal in the 80s. I remember hearing my mother... Uh, getting <laughs> Whispering all swoony, into the phone. getting all swoony, send, send more toffee, getting all swoony over the thought of English toffee. Mm-hmm. English toffee is what I think of as this thing my mom loves. Yeah, my dad too. When Why you say English, English toffee, toffee, like it puts me right back in the eighties, and my dad like going to town on some almond roca. Or any other. Wait, did kind you of get English. some almond roca? Oh yes, yes, yeah, I did. Oh good. I forgot to. I forgot to get it out. Okay, so wait, is almond roca a toffee? Yes. Or is it? A, oh wait, it's right there in that can. Where? There. Oh, okay. So wait, is almond roca considered English toffee because it's got a weird, non-English sounding name? Roca is not. I don't know where the name came from, but English toffee is just a marketing term. Okay. Um, I mean, it's theoretically means a very buttery toffee, but I, as far as I know, they don't call it that in England, and there's no real difference between English toffee and non-English toffee. So did your dad generally get his toffee from the Almond Roca people, or did he go to C's? Was he all up in that 80s biz-niz? I, I think probably my, my mom was the, was the supplier of the toffee, and he was the consumer. Yeah. She was the toffee dealer. I see this. I see this happening. Um, she she probably had some kind of uh, some workshop in the basement with like you know people in their underwear like yeah. making the toffee. Yeah. Hold on, I just had to get started. Mm-hmm. So this is a Heath bar, which yep. I've never actually eaten. I've only eaten a Heath bar in other things. I'm like, so glad you said that. Like you know, in ice cream. Or in, I mean, Heath has done a good job of like co-branding itself with other ice cream with ice creams. I've only eaten Heath bar in other things, such as the nude. <laughs> um, yes, that it's it's uh, it's one of those candies that that I think is probably consumed in much greater quantities as an ingredient than as a bar. You know, I gotta say that. Also, it's not very good. It's really not very good. 
Let's try a score bar. I feel like I feel like it's got kind of a dusty flavor. Dusty and maybe like a little burnt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's supposed to be kind of a burnt sugar thing, but no, it doesn't taste burnt. So this is a score bar. Oh, this is better. This is so much better. This has like this brightness. This like makes you salivate. What is that? Like it takes a turn at a certain point and just oh. like opens up and gets super buttery. And is it buttery? You know- it is buttery. I, I, it probably doesn't have real butter in it, but I don't know. I, I think one thing that may be going on here, and I'm looking at the label to see if I can confirm or deny my hypothesis. Uh, no, I was going to say this one This one feels saltier to me, but it's actually, according to the package, less salty. Really? Mm-hmm. I think the salt is, is better used. Yeah. Mm, no, that's this is, nice. I would eat that. I'm very happy with the like, score Like That's really good. I wish that we could compare it to C's toffee, which I think is... A lot of people consider it to be the best, uh, you know, non-homemade toffee in the States. Yeah, and I've had a couple of seized toffees. There's the so, so should we tell the story, set the scene? Yeah, I have to keep eating these, though. Okay, okay. please continue. Yeah, and now I'm going to eat an almond roca, which and, is sort of like a, a small nut-coated turd. Yeah, it really looks like cat poop. Always has. And these are... Ew, this tastes like rancid nuts. Oh, this is bad. Ugh, gross. Is it always like that, or do you think this one's just been sitting around? Well, it probably has an expiration date, right? Ugh, Best gross. by f- February 18, so... Um, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, that so should still be there's fine. no excuse for this. No, this tastes rancid. Yes, now now I'm angry, and I'm going to eat I'm more angry. score. Sure, sh- sh- show over. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait a minute. So, go on. That was so, that was supposed to be like my, my throat slitting sound, but it was more like a <laughs> weird goblin squeal. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, uh, we were talking earlier, like at the top of the show, like what if uh, you want to make a website and you're not starting a portfolio or selling something online. I mean, obviously, Squarespace is very good for those things. If you want to showcase your photography or sell your digital or physical products, we, we know this. <laughs> sell if, your digital or physical self. Mm-hmm, no, that is not allowed. Oh, um, oh. But, I mean, maybe your digital self. I don't know. What, what yeah. would that even mean? I don't know. I mean, like, um, uh, maybe I'll make an avatar that looks like me and I'll sell it. Okay. So if you did that, mm-hmm. I want you to feel confident that if you needed some help and contacted Squarespace's <laughs> 24/7 customer support, they would they might need to like poke into your website and see like here's what you need tell you here's what you need to do, but they're not going to make fun of it. I feel I can confidently say that. Oh, that's cool. And no judgment. I understand that if I sign up for a whole year, is it I even get a, a domain name? Yeah, which domain name would you I choose? I think I would get like uh like cybermolly.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I bet that's taken. Cybermolly.com. You might have to go with one of these new top level domains like, you know, cybermolly.tv. Yeah, .ninja. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, cybermolly.hotel. Um, what? Is that a real thing? Oh, there are so many of these now. There are hundreds of them. Wow. Can I sign up for any one of these on Squarespace? I think can you I get can. like any extension I want? You know, I don't want to promise that because I haven't actually looked into it, but they seem to be up on their stuff. And uh, yeah, let's let's just Squarespace, say you can get a lot of cool domain names. I think that should be your new slogan, Squarespace. Get up on your stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say get up on yourself, which also sounds like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> you can get up on me by going to cybermolly.com. Yep. And I'm going to bet that if you go to that website, it's going to be some existing porn site. Oh. So, um, but if you want to make your own site, go to squarespace.com, use the offer code SPILLED. You can get 10% off your first order. If you go for a whole year, you can get a free domain name. They'll hook you up. <laughs> get up on yourself. So again, that is squarespace.com using the offer code SPILLED. S-P-I-L-L-E-D. I can't say anything else until I uh, cleanse my palate. Mm. So you were going to set the stage for something. C's Victoria Toffee Bar. Oh, so, so Matthew recently was given as a gift, or his wife. I was given as a gift to my wife. <laughs> it's some, some sort of feudal exchange. But she she was fine with it. I should have finished that <laughs> sentence rather than just leaving it dangling. No, it was, it was a very thoughtful gift. I'm very pleased. <laughs> it. <laughs> go on. No, I don't. I'm just going to dig deeper. Okay, so go on. So uh, we received uh, this this sea, box of seized toffee as a gift, and we were both, uh, my wife and I, were both envisioning it as being uh, similar to or the same as some seized toffee we had received previously, which was like little squares of yeah. chocolate-covered toffee. That's what right. we thought was, we were going to see when we opened the box. That was not what happened. No, it was like a giant bar that was like three-quarters of an inch thick, top yeah. to bottom. And did you guys already had some sort of a little hammer for breaking things. <laughs> we did. So uh, something, something I frequently get in my Christmas stocking is this... Uh, I don't know what brand it is. It probably comes from Cost Plus or something. Uh, a toffee that comes with a little hammer for breaking it apart. The toffee is not very good, but it's fun to hit things with hammers. Yeah, it is fun. So we had this little hammer, and we were we were bashing this giant bar of toffee. And and I happened to be over for dinner that night, and and it was. I'll never forget it, it except was, that I did forget it. Was it was it one of the defining moments of your life? It was. When you when you think back to to the birth of your child. It was on this, par with that. So the the toffee thing wasn't wasn't better, but it was it was on the same level. Yeah. Okay. I, I have to say that there was something really satisfying about whacking it with that little hammer. I mean, I didn't get to whack anything with a hammer when I was in labor. That might have helped. That actually. is a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, growing up, I think that I had C's toffee. That was probably my first exposure. Then um, coffee Heath Bar Crunch ice cream mm -hmm. from Ben and Jerry's iconic, iconic early Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. yeah. Then at a certain point in the late 80s, my mom found this this toffee recipe in, um, I think it was an issue of Bon Appetit or one of those like Bon Appetit branded cookbooks. Sure. And it was for espresso walnut toffee. Mm. So it's got, um, you know, like that Medaglia d'Oro, like powdered espresso in it. And walnuts, obviously. It's also got the tiniest bit of cinnamon, but you wouldn't really know it, and a little bit of molasses. And it is the most incredible toffee. It gets, you sort of do a marbling of white and bittersweet chocolate on top. It is the most fantastic toffee, and I included the recipe in A Homemade Life, but that is what I make every Christmas. And I feel like I've gotten so much more comfortable with 
boiling hot vats of sugar as a result. And I've gotten so comfortable with eating your toffee that I think I probably ate all of it last year. I mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm good at sharing like in the moment, but I'm very bad at like uh, saving something delicious for someone else to eat later. Mm-hmm. If you know if if your Christmas cookie assortment is in the house, I will like burn through all it's the toffee. In the house. <laughs> it's if, it's in the house. It's off the hook. Yeah. It's off the chain. <laughs> you know, so how often do you eat toffee? Like what who are there people out there? You know, you say it's your dad's favorite candy. Does he keep it around the house all the time? I don't think he does. Although, I mean, my parents shop at Trader Joe's all the time and they have a pretty good toffee in their candy section at Trader Joe's. So I wouldn't be surprised if that made a regular appearance at my parents' house, but oh. I don't know for sure. I have never had Trader Joe's toffee. It's it's fine. It's it's neither like the best toffee you can get nor bad. How do you think it compares to score? I think score is really good. I think I'm score very is happy with very it. Very good. Um, have you tried the pretzel bar? I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, but so it's. It doesn't really say it's toffee. Chow. Chow. Chocolatier. And I think that the chocolate in this is like real high quality or, or much higher quality yeah. than in these other things. And therefore, it's kind of overwhelming the toffee yeah. and pretzel flavor. I, I'm going to say the thing that I've said about this kind of candy before is that. Um, Overall, I prefer dark chocolate to milk chocolate, but I wish this was milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. I think it just mm-hmm. combines better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put Heath versus Score. We put Heath and Score on the agenda, and then, and then, then a little later we put score. Heath versus Score. So I guess we have to eat them again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you wrote down here soda cracker toffee, which I think you've mentioned before. And I keep saying I'm going to make it, and I still have You haven't. never do. It's just basically you make toffee and pour it over some saltines, right? I think it's not really toffee. I think it's like a like a butter brown sugar type of thing mm-hmm. that you then like bake over some saltines and then and then put uh, chocolate chips on top and just they melt from the heat. Okay. Of the of the candy. Okay. And I I think it's a Passover thing. Mm, that mm. makes sense. Well, that would that would be no. on matzah. Right. Yeah. So it's probably there. There's some there's some Jewish matzah toffee. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's delicious. It's not. It's not like a substitute for for regular toffee. It's a different kind of thing that is delicious in its own right. And someday I'll make it. But yeah. I'll probably promise to make it three times, three more times before that. Okay. You also mentioned honeycomb toffee. And I don't feel great about the idea of this. Go on. Tell okay. me more. I don't know if this is the right term. I, I think... I mean, this this is the term that came to mind when I wrote this down, but I don't know if anyone uses it other than me. Mm-hmm. It's when you put baking soda in toffee so that it so that it kind of fizzes as it hardens, oh. and it gives it a very light, uh, you know, crispy texture. I've seen this before. Okay, okay, sorry. I thought you meant honey. No. Like it actually had honey, and I was like, no, no, I agree. I I don't feel good about that. But Carries of Oregon is the is the brand of this whatever you want to call it, uh, light fizzy, crisp, fizzy toffee. Fizzy. It's not fizzy when you eat it though. Fizzed, <laughs> Fizz, frizzled. Yeah, fizzed up toffee. Uh, How is it? It's great. So Carries of Oregon is my favorite brand of toffee, and I you know. See if you can find it near you. I went to C A R Y C A R Y apostrophe S. <laughs> yes, I called. I, I called around to see if I could find it here because the places that it's that uh, their website says carries it in Seattle, I didn't find it there. And oh. so, like, I called. 
I called a couple places and asked, do you carry carries of Oregon toffee? And they're like, what the fuck did that guy just say? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so yeah. One guy said, Oregon brand toffee? I'm like, carries of Oregon. Like, do we care? Anyway, it was like a fucking <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Um, anyway, they, they make this uh, coffee. They make a bunch of different flavors, but my favorite one is the one that's dusted with, with ground coffee. Oh. Um, so it's like the espresso dark chocolate toffee. Is it, it is really fantastic. gritty? No, because it's really finely ground and just a very light sprinkle. Wow. It's so good. And so... Uh, I couldn't find any, and now I'm upset again, and I need to have another bite of score bar. Okay. So, uh, yeah, what else do we need to say about toffee? It's so yummy. Mm-hmm. And also score bars better than Heath bars. Why is Heath Bar? I guess. Why is Heath? I think that why Heath is, is good at branding. The popular brand, right? Uh, yeah, I think that. I mean, clearly, Score has persisted all these years. Yeah, and they're both made by Hershey's, so it's like Hershey's competing with itself. I think that Heath is just uh, got got a foothold in the market, shall we say? Yeah, it's got a, it's got a uh, it's got a bounteous market share. Yes, it's got it's it's almost like in a monopoly position. I wonder if at a certain point Hershey's acquired it, yes. but if they well, didn't have it previously, or maybe they didn't have Score previously. Yeah, that, that's what happened. I don't remember which one came first. Do you think the government needs to step in and break up Big Toffee with, yeah. with a hammer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of these things are very delicious and some are not. Oh, I would eat a Score bar any day. B- me too. And like I said, I would save my wife some and I didn't. I would Thus need a proving score bar what I said earlier. Every day. That could be their slogan. You know, in in researching for this episode, you can tell I did a lot of research, right? I watched an old score commercial mm-hmm. in which um they, they when they was first out, they marketed it as being authentically Swedish. Well, I see that it has a little crown on here. Mm-hmm. Like the the crown of the monarch of Sweden. I guess. I'm, um, I'm and not there, sure. And there was an episode uh in which a uh a woman uh th- I mean, thank God, I guess, that it was a white woman with dark hair, ate the score bar, and like turned into a pale Swedish woman. Oh, it was, there was something very upsetting about it. That is very distressing. Okay, so have you ever had toffee, homemade yes. toffee, where um, it, it, it had not been, the sugar had not been raised to a high enough temperature, and so oh. it really sticks in your teeth? Yeah. I mean, it like has a different sort of crack to it. A soft crack as opposed to a hard crack? Well, it still has a snap, but mm-hmm. it just like gets in your teeth in this horrible way. I feel like properly made toffee should not stay in your teeth in an in a way that is bothersome. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So that's that's a function of sugar temperature? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I you didn't get the sugar hot enough. I, I got the sugar hot <laughs> enough. I, I resent the implication. <laughs> I always get the sugar hot enough. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, are you experienced enough with candy making that, that you have like a, a sense of like which candies are made with which stage, like the softball stage and the hard crack no, stage and I've, stuff? I've only made things like toffee. That are um, hard crack, right? Yeah. And when I was growing up, we had one of those thermometers that was labeled not only with, you know, numbers, but also with like softball, hardball. You yes, know, and I know yes, all those. Yes, we had one of those too. And I know all those tricks where you can take like a glob of the candy as it's cooking and drop it in a glass of ice water and then feel what it feels like. I think like. that's where the names originally come softball, from. Hardball, mm-hmm. soft crack, hard crack. Yep, Is that how then, it goes? And then like clear liquid and then caramel. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, 
I now use a thermopen, which is kind of annoying because I have to just keep like holding it there. It doesn't clip onto right. the side. But you know the one annoying thing about making candies like this is that somewhere around 235 degrees, yikes! The the temperature stalls for a while. Yes. And I want to know why that is, Matthew. I, I have since, a, you're, since you're a chemist, I have a theory. It's probably um, the point at which the last of the water is evaporating. Oh, so it gets stalled there until it's all because gone. it takes a lot of energy to evaporate water. Okay. Um, and so, like, as you raise the temperature, there's, so there's water in the mixture, right? Yes. So as you raise the temperature, like more and more water is is evaporating slowly as you go. Then to get it to like where it starts to color, I think you have to get all of the water out of it, and that takes a bunch of energy. Okay. Yeah, because it really stagnates around that particular temperature. Oh, but you stagnate have to, is such a good word. You have to get it up to two ninety. To That's, get a good toffee texture, I feel like it, as you as you say that, like you know, my my hands start to tremble in it's fear. It's so that, hot that like I might spill that on my junk. The texture of it gets really amazing. The way it yeah. kind of starts to like pull away from the the side of the pan as you stir it. It's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say, I know that this show doesn't usually dispense practical information. Well, we just did with, the, like, with some chemistry up in here. The one thing I will say is that if you are going to make toffee or another candy that uses hot sugar, have everything measured out before you begin. Like, get your mise en place ready. <laughs> yeah. Because once you get going, there's no slowing it down. There's no stopping. And you have to work with it as it you have to play it as it lays. Lays. Is that like a golf term? I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, so measure everything out. Get all your ingredients on hand, and you are yeah. ready. And you can feel like you're in a cooking show. Well, if I could say just one thing, mm-hmm. it would be always get that sugar hot enough. Be be like me. Yeah, always, always, always get that, get that sugar, sugar hot enough. enough. Today's episode is brought to you by Full Pole Wines. So here's what Full Pole Wines is all about. Uh, you go to fullpolewines.com and you sign up for their mailing list. It's free, of course. And they will tell you about all kinds of boutique, rare, you know, small batch, custom-made uh, Northwest and other wines that you're going to want to get your hands on. And they are the best and sometimes the only way to get your hands on those wines. And if you're here in Seattle, they have a warehouse and a tasting room in Soto. Yep. So this spring, they are offering Leonetti Cabernet. That's some fancy stuff, right? I've even heard of that. I don't know. Small production rosés. Trust me. It's fancy (laughs) stuff. Go on. Small production rosés, because you know it's rosé season. Ooh, ooh, and a sparkling wine made exclusively for list members. That's really cool. Yeah. So if that sounds good, and we know that sounds good, go to fullpolewines.com to sign up. That's probably more than we needed to say about Absolute toffee. For reals. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Is, can we link to your toffee recipe or is it only in your book? If we, uh, we want to force people to buy you know, your I think book, it's I'm also fine with an that. Ancient recipe on, it's, it's an ancient recipe on <laughs> like my blog. Like, unearthed by an archaeologist? Yes. Um, no, but anyway, it, yes, we can link to it. It's going to be a really old blog post and just brace yourself. It's going to be cringeworthy. I can't wait to read yeah. this. Um, I think it's from like late 2004. Yeah, I I have old blog posts too, but I, I don't even want to know. We're never going to link to them. Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Uh, 
Heath or score, what are you into? Oh, score, 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 <laughs> yeah, score, don't an- score. Yeah, don't answer that. Uh, oh, we're, we're prejudiced. No, no, I know. I mean, the people do- no longer need to answer that. We have such an anti-Heath prejudice at this point. Yeah, I don't want to know. If, if they don't like score, I don't want to hear about it. But please keep listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Next week, we'll insult something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, leave us a review on iTunes, please. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, two stars. As no better than a Heath bar. Don't do that. No, no. Or like five stars better than a Heath bar. Yes. The score bar of, of podcasts. Uh-huh. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The podcast that carries carries of Oregon. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. Hey, listeners, hold on. We're we're tacking this little thing onto the end of this episode. Okay, can I be a listener for the purposes of this segment? (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, guess what? We recorded the Toffee episode a few days ago. And Uh in between then and now, Matthew, or rather Lori, rather, right? I understand people always get us confused. Yeah, Lori found some Carries of Oregon Toffee for us to taste. Yeah, so if you remember the Toffee episode, which you should because you just listened to it, (laughs) um, Carries Carries of Oregon is, uh, I believe, to be my favorite brand of toffee, and I couldn't find it. I called around and embarrassed myself asking people if they carried Carries of Oregon. That never and gets then, old for me. Uh, at Metropolitan Market in Seattle, they carry every kind of Carries of Oregon, and we have four of them here. Ooh. And also a score bar, just because I want to I want to have a little nibble of score alongside the Carries of Oregon just to see if it's really better. I'm working really hard to get these open. So I think we're, I we should, let's start with the one that's to me seems the most like um most similar to the yeah. the brand the big brand name toffee bars the this is the um milk chocolate almond and yeah. these come in like individual like the size of like a like a little bonbon from a candy store yeah like bonbon a, size uh, no what do you like call this one, like a cho- one square like a chocolate inch. from a chocolate bar i mean a chocolate like a, from a cho- when you box say of a, chocolates a uh, uh, confection Oh, I got confection. Oh, they've got a really, mm-hmm. really nice snap. Yep. Mm, they're sticking in my teeth a little more. It definitely does. Oh, um, I was eating some on the bus the other day. It a lot more homemade. Oh, oh, so good. How does this compare to your homemade toffee, do you think? Not as good. Sure. My, yeah, I, I agree. Th- I think that my homemade toffee, which is also my mother's homemade toffee, is the best. Mm, that's really nice, though. Okay, where mm-hmm. should where should we go next with mm. this? I don't know if it's better than C's. The C's toffee is very good. It's really good. So my my the, favorite of these is the uh, dark chocolate espresso. Is that what you have there? That's that's what I'm going for, dude. Why is this so? This hard one is already to open. open, even. Ah! It's maybe because God doesn't want you to have candy. Okay, so this is the espresso. Mmm, mmm. So it's coated in dark chocolate, and it's got a little sprinkling of... Oh, I love this so much. ...ground coffee beans on top. Mm, this is better. Mm. This is exceptional. So, you know my wife, Lori? Uh-huh. I want to marry this toffee instead. <laughs> or in addition, can I do that? Wow. I didn't know that was where, where this was going to go. <laughs> I, I just took a bite of this toffee, and I, I just... I don't oh. want anything else I don't want anything, out of life. I don't want anything else in my mouth. You know, we we don't even have to try the other kinds. Well, let's not try the other kinds because you know, 
fuck it. This this is as good as it gets. Can Except I, for Molly's homemade toffee, which is also Molly's mother's homemade toffee. Can can I just go home now? Do we have to keep taping stuff? Mm. Oh my god. Wow. We could end the show right here Let's permanently. Let's end the show. This is such a high note. Listeners, it's been such a fun run. JK! <laughs> JK Rowling, we'll see you next week <laughs> at Hogwarts. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm, we already did that part. <laughs>